0: And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about are all NFTs in the Yuga Labs lifeboat. I like it, it's going to be an interesting topic, talking through it. And Andrew? we in the news today in NFT land. Well, we've
1: got some board ape news to start us off. We've got a some stories about NFT restaurants. We've seen a handful of them popping up lately. A new one was just announced down in uh, the LA area from a restaurateur that has uh, four or five chains already. But see, a couple of these pop up. Also, have seen uh, let's see, it was Universal Music. they would purchased a few apes. Four apes, three or four apes now. They're putting a music band together similar to uh, the gorillas, uh, you know, but using the uh, Bored Apes. So, starting to see these uh, apes be used a lot more uh, in brands. And I don't know the way that uh, people have talked about it, but actually seeing it come to fruition a bit here.
0: Yeah. When you see this, it's just really sort of the, the culture following this. And, you know, it's a funny picture of like Bored Ape imagery on fries, on a burger thing, on a soft drink. It's, you know, also being used for really expensive sushi. It's as lavish sushi establishment. So it's kind of weird to see a brand being extended in these like extreme directions and like what what's in that result. I'm not not quite sure, but you know, try to be parsing out various flavors of that. I think. And, and the-
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, next we got the board ape We got we talked a little bit about this board age. They're trying to build a metaverse. You know, somewhat. As a, this is to the the Facebook Meta world that may be coming or whatever that may be. This is more a web three native, crypto native metaverse, and that's sort of how people are positioning it right now. So interesting um, to see how how the NFT or you know world and how crypto NFT world is is reacting to uh, this versus the Meta play when that was announced.
0: They're look, they're they're just checking every single box on the playlist of launch a project, do the secondary airdrop, launch a coin, launch a metaverse with a land sale, right? Like drop in on you know restaurants and themes. It's you know go go to go to the the playbook of the common roadmap, except they execute, right? Like ideas are cheap, execution's real, and. You know, as we mentioned, like that airdrop of the A token in the last episode, you know, it, it happened. It's real and it's sitting at like 2.2 freaking billion dollars. seems to be roughly holding somehow value as of, as of the.
1: Yeah, I was, I, I was definitely not so sure that it would hold value as long as it has, you know, and we'll see what happens, you know, who knows by the tenure. Listening to this, I'm sure it's moved in one direction or another, but I, I really don't know at this point. I haven't paid all that much attention to the price movement other than uh, just hearing it once in a while to see you know, what has happened. Let's see, moving on to the next news item here. We've got the Time Magazine, pretty active in the NFT world. They have released their first ever NFT issue, and they've got Vitalik Buterin, one of the co founders, and they've got a base of Ethereum on the cover of this. And Interestingly, in this article in this interview, he talks a bit about how uh, he's not necessarily happy with how the, or the, the current state of Ethereum and how NFTs have maybe glorified some of the aspects that he doesn't necessarily like about this, including just wealth and attention that maybe go on with Eight. So he wasn't necessarily. They specifically call them out, but a lot of people read it as, uh, sort of an, um, anti, uh, board, ape kind of stance from Vitalik. And, you know, he took it from a point of it's that there's a lot of wealth inequality. There's a lot of eco issues that are, are definitely, are glaringly obvious in this industry right now. And, and those are, I guess, board apes and NFTs
0: are, are kind of the face of that. Super powerful to see, obviously the, the first NFT issue of time. With, you know, Vitalik. And also, just, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like, I think it's super interesting that he's just like, look, look, here are the problems. And he talks about the top three over year investors jumping in with more than they can afford to lose. Uh, the public flaunting of crypto wealth of like that sort of freaking Lambo culture. Like, that's, that's shit. Like, that, you know, it's, it's really turns off a, a general population, even though some are attracted to that. And then the one is the high transaction. So, you know, making it essentially only used for, like, huge amounts of, of finance or or gambling. Like, he really wants to see the utility of this. And it, it's also important to note, Vitalik is very different than Mark Zuckerberg. He doesn't own, right, the controlling voting shares of Ethereum. Certainly massively influential. But, you know, this is not necessarily his, like, sort of command and control. And that's... Really awesome, right? He doesn't love everything that's happening on the platform, but he also can't just shed it that the way that a Zuckerberg, right? He calls, you know, buying a board ape and then all ecosystem just straight gambling. He's like, that's gold gambling. He, there you go. You built it, but that's how people use it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a bit of a funny part that came out of this, you know, there are a lot of uh a lot of negative comments about the the look of Vitalik on the cover of this, and people were comparing him to to a, you know, gaunt. Uh, Tom Brady. Um, they went with a g-
0: addicted? Yeah, no, there were a, a, lot, of, like, a
1: lot of different descriptions. But, you know, I actually could see him one of these. He actually, you know, I could see the Tom Brady uh, look a little bit, but he, he mentioned that he didn't know who Tom Brady was and Tom Brady that <laughs> took uh, some time to introduce himself. And I don't know that Tom Brady gets to do that much, but he said he was a big fan of Italic. You know, as we've mentioned, Tom Brady has been, he has been used in a lot of ads and has his own autograph NFT platform. So, you know, I think he genuinely is a a fan of Vitalik. I think it was pretty cool to see this, uh, the all-time, the the greatest all-time quarterback saying that he's a fan of Vitalik who doesn't know who he is. So, you know, maybe that means something in our culture at this point.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's why I keep coming back to like how disparate the cultures of NFL and crypto are and why I'm always like so excited about the NFL coming in. Because if like, if that sort of Venn diagram gets, it gets a a huge on-ramp. But that Absolutely, is yeah. hilarious and happened over Twitter. So Twitter can't, ace. it's not all bad in that Twitter, not all bad. Let's
1: see, we've got World War Story. We've got GameStop again. I feel like we're talking about them a lot. GameStop has launched a marketplace, an empty marketplace, which we have talked about and because they had raised money from Immutable X. Of course they've launched that on a immu- no, they've launched on Loopring. No real no reason, no given. Loopring announced this, um, and now GameStop is saying that they're going to support both of these. Of course, they raised all this money from uh, Immutable X, and as we mentioned at the time, they then immediately dunked the coin, which caused the coin to go down I think, pretty drastically, 40% or so. Uh, you know, and in this case, it's the opposite. Now, Loopring is, uh, is I think, jumped about 40% once this news hit. Because nobody saw it coming, because there had been no word of it. the just announced it. So not much. I don't know what's going on here. You know, GameStop is, and they're good at putting themselves in the headlines. I don't know if this NFT marketplace is going to ever be meaningful, though.
0: Yeah, I guess we will see. Uh, time will tell. I will definitely wait and see and not jump in on this one, actually. Give it a, give it a minute or two. Let it, let it bake. So Andrew, I feel like we've been letting our audience down by not giving them affordable projects and partially because look, if we don't have something good to say, we're not going to say it, but you found something interesting. Why don't you share what this Dean's collection is? Yeah,
1: that's right. DGEN's NFT, let's see. So this is a, let's see how many pieces is this, this is a NFT collection of let's see a, oh no, it's a much smaller collection than what it says. Sorry, I'm not, I should start this off as about 4,000 pieces. It gives you access to a NFT alpha group. So it's a group that um, discusses new projects, uh, discusses news in the NFT ecosystem, post updates each day. They got my attention when they put out a report on the rare token from super rare when it was especially low. They saying that it was a good buy, uh, it rallied about, I think over a hundred percent since then. They put out six new reports just this past week, and it seems like that's just going to be a regular thing. They've announced they've got five more coming next week. So I found those helpful to look at. If it's not projects that I'm necessarily getting into. It's great to get uh, some insight into what people are thinking and seeing around around the NFT ecosystem. They put out a lot. Or, sorry, they put out a lot of content each day. Two of the people behind this are hosts of a morning a Twitter Spaces show on Rug Radio. A Let's see, user-owned audio platform that's currently on Twitter Spaces. But they do a morning show there. With, let's see, it's OSF NFT. Who is a he was an early punks collector and has been in a lot of a lot of big projects and seems to be quite influential in. and I should say seems to be is quite influential. You know, when he posts and is quite knowledgeable about the the NFT ecosystem. Great Mando is another one that is on there. And Varouk, who is a artist and uh, sort of social NFT person or social media NFT influencer. So they all are on that show and do a lot with the son's project. They post daily updates, starting with more of a market wide outlook, you know, macro outlook of what's going on in the, the world from a financial perspective, and then how it relates to to crypto and then finally into NFTs. So they post a lot of content that just gives you a lot more than you can possibly track on your own. So I found that helpful. Let's see, we've got a floor of about 0. 0.2 right now. I have one of these right now. I, I got it at that price as well, uh, right around there. So there's different types of characters. And like I said, it's, it's getting you access. So, you know, you can, you can spend some time looking at the, uh, the different rarities. There are some different types of, uh, let's see, different. There's lobsters, there's uh, some different characteristics, but you know, if you're looking to just get in to the discord, you know, you can look at something around that floor price, uh, but try it out it has been holding fairly steady around that price recently. And let's see, moved up. It was it been down in the 0.15 range uh, for a while there. And uh, let's see for a couple of months, it looks like or a better part of the month. And then has moved up recently. So, you know, it seems like uh, people are noticing, you know, I don't know if they are planning, or I shouldn't say they, they do have one other project that gives you access into it. I don't know if they're planning any others. I think it's just these two projects that give you access to the discord. So it is limited in how many are out there. The account that they have says that they have an OpenSea is wrong. They mentioned, so it's a little hard to get the exact number. They say there's about four thousand pieces to this, and I think it's yeah, it's weird. to into the other,
0: Open C, it looks like saying it's like it's like eleven thousand. But yeah, that floor is definitely moved. You know what I do like is the community-based like access, as long as there is a dedicated content generator associated with it. Like just access to another freaking Discord is like need that like all in the head, but not a bad call saying like all right, here are people that are. You know, talking about topics intelligently, sharing. So interesting. I will take a look. Full disclosure, I don't own one. I may follow in, although I'm trying to give myself a little breather after a uh, recent, recent purchase. Very good one. Yeah, sorry. It went on a little long there. It is a project I like. So yeah, take a look. Um, if you're looking for more
1: news, we also, we also share a lot of good stuff in our own discord. So hop in there. If you are looking to, to discuss projects and we've got links, we've got, we've got
0: some discussion going on and always welcome new people there. Great. Thanks for that. All righty. Let's move into the theme. I'm excited about this. The concept here is, you know, are all NFTs in the Yuga Labs lifeboat? We all live in a Yuga Labs submarine. And rough back of the napkin with that recent purchase of the assets behind, you know, board, the, by Board Apes buying CryptoPunks, right? And they roughly have about 25%, I think this is right, 25% of ETH-based NFT assets, however you classify that, which is massive. If you think about how many different projects are out there that, you know, one company is now controlling this much. And with that, that's, you know, it's a lot of heat. It's a lot of NFT value. And they are now sort of dictating this larger play, which we already mapped out as sort of following this peep by number, what feels like roadmap of things you do After you have done your initial drop. Yeah. I
1: think it's worth taking a look a little bit more about, you know, how they actually did this, you know, they this all came pretty quickly here. Uh, You know, they bought that IP, they announced the, the ape coin right after that. And then they announced the, the funding, which had been rumored for a while, you know, like a day or two after that. So it's been a lot of news for you. It caused a lot of movement in different projects. You know, we talked about the other side video and how different projects were featured in there, definitely seeing prices of some of those projects rise because of that they've, you know, since fallen back down for the most part, but I, I wouldn't say that for the overall, because of me bits have definitely held pretty strong. Surprising to me. That They have done as well, you know, but I think beyond that, we've seen that this ape coin has, well, it's done well, but there have been a lot of people that have sold. You know, I think one, one interesting aspect here is that they released this in March, shortly before the U.S. tax deadline in April, where a lot of uh, ape holders may, may owe some, some taxes if they have sold any at this along the way and still hold some, they may not necessarily have the liquidity, but this certainly helps if you are in that situation because this was a big airdrop for, uh, a- a- ape holders. And then there's the people that don't necessarily need to, uh, to sell, to, or just sell for taxes, but maybe can use that in other projects. And initially we saw that going into some of these other uh, projects that were mentioned and, you know, I think there was a, a thought that it would sort of float more of the NFT marketplace. And I think a lot of it largely stayed within the Yuga Labs ecosystem, whether that's just into other NFT projects, you know, from Bored Apes to, to the, the Kennel Club or the Mutant Apes. Or even to some of their other IP like the Mee or, or punks. You know, I don't think those are as popular, but there's I think we're seeing a lot of it stay within that ecosystem rather than go out to other parts of the, the ecosystem. You know, and it's so it has helped some of these other projects, but I don't know that it's helped as much as as maybe some thought. And the other side of that is, you know, if if they falter, I think that it could be bad for the the NFT space as a whole.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's what you're hinting at. You're saying they are now the, you know, the banner for NFTs, good, bad, indifferent. And then here is, you know, a company which can do well, it can do poorly, but it is motivated by, you know, shareholder value as it's taken on investment. It is now on a very distinct course and, you know, we yet to see what happens. I think there was inevitable, there's an inevitability to this, right? Where you've got. The pendulum that will swing from, all right, here's a highly fragmented, decentralized market with a lot of different brands, a lot of different small players, all playing all at once. Inevitably, one of the fish gets bigger than the other ones and figures out how to swallow and then swallow too. And then sort of capitalize on it and follow along with the way financial markets always do, a power law where 10% of the things have 90% of the asset and uh, distribution. So, you know, this is, Kind of expected. I would maybe say that there's probably more more to come, either by them buying. I don't know if they would buy more, but others realizing, like you know, forty. I mean, Yuga Labs. I'm sorry, Yuga Labs now have five of the ten, five of the top and most traded by sales long NFTs on the interwebs. Like that's that's a lot. So I say twenty five percent of overall value, but like just of the top ten percent. They have half of that list.
1: So, one important distinction between the collections that they've created versus acquired is the commission. There is no commission on Punks or MeBits. Uh, that's one of the reasons MeBits have been uh, used so much in wash trading on the uh, Looks Rare platform because there's no commission there. Think that right. really quickly. No. What does commission actually mean? Right. So, the, so commissions are written into contracts so that the the creators get a percentage of the sale. So I believe so actually they let get me
0: challenge you on this. I don't know if it's actually written into the contract. I thought it's something that the platform has to honor based on the intent. Because you can go to other dark markets and trade around that. I
1: feel like that's Yeah, pretty- I I don't I yeah, I, I don't know exactly how I I, I don't know because I, I don't know exactly how it works. It's certainly something about the 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 project itself, the collection itself, because there were collections that were being used i mean if there is something set in the contract i don't know if there's a way for platforms essentially not to honor i guess i know there's a way for platforms to just not honor it it's like it's not like, immutable don't, don't to the contract being written like you can engage right. right it's not on the transfer that it actually happens the the platform has <clears throat> to pay it out um but you know i think that should probably be addressed if there is a you know a fair way to do so but it, it, you know i think that is important to think about you know, they're getting huge returns from the board Apes. There's been massive trading since all this has happened. I, you know, I was looking at it the other day and I think I've realized that I think within a few days, they had taken in about 63 million um, in fees from the trading and there's really no cost to them. I mean, there's, these are digital assets that are being traded at this point and it's on a marketplace that they don't run. You know, they're paying a fee to OpenSea or or, or looks rare, but you know, they're also not spending anything uh, beyond that to to, to do this. So let's see, it's a very... It's what is it they taken like 2%, 5%? A good question. I don't know. I would say, I, I was going to guess two and a half it may maybe as much as five. You know, we should look at that.
0: Yeah, let's look it up real quick because I, you know what's curious? I'm just looking at past seven days, right? Of of transactions for just board aids, right? There's been like 216 of those that happened. And let's say they get 5% of that. I mean, they made... Three point five million on just Ford Apes changing hands in seven days for you know the cost of breathing air. And so, you know, similar to the way that, you know, Google's got this money printing machine called AdWords and certainly Apple has its money printing machine called the App Store. Look, you know, the the numbers are there as long as you're able to keep the the marketing brand and value there, it's like awesome in terms of like, generating that kind of revenue, but interesting that uh, I didn't realize that Nebits set up at a zero fee on those, which, which kind of hurts in, in that kind of volume <laughs> as it moves back and forth, you're like, Ooh, you know, what is the, what is the ongoing value of that NFT to, to the, uh, to the creator?
1: It is a two and a half percent commission fee for, uh, Eagle Labs
0: on each, each secondary sale. So that's, so I divide my number in half. That's still whatever, you know, like a couple million yeah. dollars. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it's, it certainly adds up. They've been doing huge numbers recently, you know, and they keep adding, uh, adding more ways. I should say that that ape token it was officially launched by the the Board Ape Club DAO, and it's not by Yuga Labs, and it doesn't. <laughs> so it's not any. It's not. It has no stake in Yuga Labs. Has nothing connected to the the revenue or to the commission there. It is a DAO. You know, we'll see what spins out of that, you know, as we know, a lot of DAOs are created and there's a a big challenge to getting something going. You know, that being said, I could see this token being in their metaverse for sure, we've seen some drops recently, I know Snoop Dogg did one that was an album or a song, I believe that was only available in, uh, the ape token. So, you know, I'm sure we'll see cases like that, you know, maybe it becomes a, a Doge like meme coin, but it's, but it's ape powered instead of, instead of Doge powered.
0: Yeah. And they're. They're going to push it, right? That all It all has to succeed, right? And so if that boat continues to rise, so too do the overall fate of NFTs. I, I think I'd take the contrary to you on if it sinks. I don't think it sinks the overall market, actually. There could be a positive externality to that, which is they stop sucking all the oxygen out of other projects, right? Because like so much money is going in and it's like, oh, where do I go? I just go into this one corner and, and suddenly it sort of starves a long tail of projects out.
1: I feel like I don't think they're going to be anxious to get back into other lesser known projects. That's, that's what I fear. That's interesting. You know, we'll see, you know, I, I think they also have the potential to grow the market so much at this point. And I think that's, that's really the, that's what I'm hoping, um, that they are just leading many more people into this and that they will become a smaller part of the market because the market grows so much. And, you know, I don't think it's great that they have such a large, large state in the the say of the market at this point.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think the people they onboard are like coming in and buying a two hundred thousand dollar whatever. And then they they're not like a real potential user, right? Like they're not running around with that with a hot wallet. They're like, all right, put it in a Tether, put it out of sight, and then like hold it, set it and forget it. They're not like necessarily jumping in and active in the community. I think there's like a weird handoff of like kind of just cold collectors maybe rolling into those size for price. Yeah.
1: They're I could see that, you know, the, I, I would say the counter is this ape token is actually the yeah. easiest, the easiest way for anyone to get involved in the, the ape ecosystem. You, you really, anyone can exchange any amount to be part of this now in some way and have some small part of this. Whereas before I think you had to, I don't know what board comes or what is it? I always forget the name, the, the kennel club. I don't know what those are at. Not my, I don't think it's a super popular, popular project in general, but I think those are still a.
0: I don't know, six. And they're the top 10. They're the number nine. They did 10 million in the last seven days. You know, they're real, right? Yeah. And I'm sure we'll or see. Price pro- and- wow.
1: Um, and that's, that's a solid price for, for a project that nobody really even talks about. It just, it's just because it's, you know, it's part of, it's it gets you in there. And I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of people just buy that token to have part of Yugo Labs too, even though it's, you know, as I said, it's not part of it. But Here's why I know that it's going to be correlated with, with how, it,
0: with the success of Yugo Labs. Three years from now, you could have the option of buying, well, at this price, eight X copies or one Ford Aid Kennel Club. Like, it's not even a question in my mind. And maybe that's like what I feel like, you know, Vitalik is, you know, saying or not saying when he's like, that's called gamble, right? Like, you know, the, the thing I always keep in my mind is this, the rate of increase, the Shorter the time frame that is, right? Where it goes from zero to absurd. The shorter that amount of time, the more likely is that same half life existing off the back end. The faster it goes up, faster it rips down, as opposed to, you know, slow, steady growth over time that sort of grinds and proves and grinds and proves is more likely to have that type of staying power. So we're dancing on the edge of a knife for sure. And your point is no, that there is a there is a major spike and bubble in certainly maybe this valuation, it's hard to say what these things are all valued at, but it has risen in a short time frame, which sends off certain alarm bells.
1: Yeah, I think you're, you're right. You know, it's kind of the opposite of the, the Lindy effect that we've talked about. You know, yeah, bought, yeah. long exactly. and steady or, you know, s- slow, steady is a lot better than than fast like this. You know, there is a, there's a lot of profit to still be taken by people um for a long time on the way down so you know you got to keep that in mind and i'm not saying that that's going to happen i'm not saying that it should or, or that these are overvalued i don't know you know I, i'm not saying that i it's not one that i jumping into at this point and i think you know that's a good good way to think about it would i rather have eight of, of those x copies that we were just uh, minting on the last uh, last episode or or one of the uh, the kennel club and you know i you know, you know it, it is. To me, it's easy to say that I'd rather have eight of those of x ex- copies. Well, you did accidentally buy
0: two, lest we forget.
1: Yes, <laughs> still, still a, a little short of the the eight.
0: Oh, it's still funny.
1: It is, yes, yes, it is for some of us.
0: All right, anything else that you want to tackle on this theme?
1: No, I think that's good. You know, we'll, we'll see how
0: this evolves. All right, thanks for bringing it to us. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com. In our show notes, again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.